0: As I started becoming more mature, I don't place joy in people. I enjoy people. I love people. But like really when I began to understand, because people, 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 people be people in, people be people in, like for real, people be people in. And um, as I saw that people, people, I just gave, I just released myself from the burden of Trying to let people make me happy, or being happy, or finding joy predicated on whether or not my situation looked right or looked fair. In the last two years, I have not been. It has not been fair. I'm just gonna. If I if I called it fair in the last two years, it hasn't been fair for me. It hasn't been fair. Like it just hasn't been fair. Life has been really hard. Um, seemed like every time one situation occurred, something else occurred. But What I tap into every day is the fact, come on, y'all, that God loves me. Come on, say it. You can repeat after me, that God loves me, um, that God created me, that I'm not orphaned or abandoned, um, that God keeps me. Come on, you need to say these things, um, that God never leaves me, that God never forsakes me, um, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I'm going to tap into um, that joy because it's going to give me strength. Um, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Um, There is no circumstance or situation that I face today that God cannot handle. Um, God, God called me to be a mother. So he's given me the grace and strength to raise my children. He's given me the grace and strength for my grandchildren. God called me into ministry full time. So he's given me the grace and strength for ministry. It is not up for me to provide for myself. Come on, y'all. You got to talk to yourself. That's how you got to talk to yourself in the morning. God provides for me. Philippians 4:19 tells me that God's surfield field can supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And this is one thing that I know for sure. God does not run out. Come on. You need to say that like God does not like God does not run out. Like God does not run out. Um I tell myself I'm blessed and highly favored because my favor has nothing to do with your favor. My favor has nothing to do with your favor. How God I was talking to a friend of mine about that yesterday, like, because the Lord favors you in a particular situation, your favor ain't got nothing to do with my favor. So I don't expect God's favor to run out. And however he has favored me and however he loves me and however, whatever he had planned for me, that's going to work for me. Right. So I speak of God has a plan for me. Right. God has a plan. God's plan is to do me good. I say God is very, 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 very good for Lakeisha. God is a very, very good for Javon, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, my assignment is to trust and obey i don't have to earn this i don't have to try to get god to feel a certain way about me um people can feel a certain way about me but i don't have to get god to feel a certain way about me like god loves me um God loves me. He told me he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. I can always trust God to be with me. I can always trust um, God to be a man of his word. Every promise of God is yes and amen. And even where I've been fickled and I've not been a a person of my word. God isn't that type of person. God is always a person of his word. I can live in the expectation of God today. I can expect God to do something good for me today. Like This is how I talk to myself in the morning. I'm the righteousness. I'm his righteousness. I don't earn that righteousness. When I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that righteousness came With it, right? That righteousness came with it. He loves me. My God, he's a jealous guy. He's jealous for me, right? Those are the things that I say over myself. He favors me. His favor goes before me. His favor is my rear guard. I don't have to make stuff up. Anxiety, fear, doubt, and worry do not rule me because they didn't come from God. No way. Woo! My God, I have limitless supply. I have limit. as long as my daddy got, I got. Woo! Come on. As long as my daddy got, I got. As long as my daddy got. I got, as long as my daddy got, I got, God thinks good towards me. So when I'm having thoughts in my head that are not good towards me, I know that those thoughts are not from God. Woo! I owe no man nothing but to love him. I was telling God this morning, I was like, I want to live a debt-free life. I don't want to live a life that is not, that's in debt. You said um, we are to be the head and not to tell. You said we are to be lenders and not borrowers. You said we are redeemed from every curse of the law. And I think debt is a curse. I want to be relieved from my debt. I want to pay my debt. I want you to wipe it out. You do whatever you want to. But I don't want to be a person that leaves in debt. I want to leave an inheritance for my children and my children's children. And the only way that I'm going to be able to do that is that you divinely position me for wealth and riches that you put them in my hands. Right. Um, I talked to him about this ministry. This is the ministry that you gave me. This is not my ministry. Even though my name may be tied to it, this does not belong to me. This belongs to you. I cannot serve the people of God without resources. Come on, you got to get up and talk to yourself. You got to get up and talk to your situation. You got to get up and create your atmosphere. If you have been somebody that has been creating a negative atmosphere, you have done that for way too long. You have talked negative for way too long. You have talked downtrodden for way too long. You have talked, um, from an overwhelmed place for way too long. And this is not negating what's happening around you. That is not what I'm saying. That is a false positivity. Life gonna be hard. Woo! Life gonna be hard. I'm just gonna be honest. Life is gonna be hard. Life is gonna come with some challenges. Life is gonna come with some persecution. I don't want you to think I'm that person. Like a false positivity makes comes from a place as if nothing bad is gonna happen to you. That is not what I'm saying. But I am going to build up my holy faith in his truth so that when the enemy does come in like a flood, Julia, his word becomes the standard. So when the lies are told, when the enemy is lying to me about who I am and whose I am, his word becomes. Come on, y'all. His word. Come on. His word becomes the standard. Come on. You got to put that in the comments. His word has got to be the standard For your life right when the persecution comes his word becomes the standard when it all falls apart his word becomes the standard when it doesn't look like i thought it would his word comes the standard when a stumbling block falls in my way his word becomes the standard when shame is trying to remind me sheree of my past his word becomes the standard. When depression is at the forefront of my mind, his word becomes the standard. When my children are not lining up with the things that I have prayed, his word becomes the standard. When my bank account is almost on empty and is close to Christmas, his word becomes the standard. Come on, y'all. His word becomes the standard. When people walk out on me and lie to me, his word becomes the standard. When people mistreat me, his word becomes the standard. Like his word becomes the standard. When it doesn't look like what he promised me, his word, nothing else becomes the standard. Nothing else becomes the standard. His word becomes the standard. His word is the measuring tool, right? That's why comparison can become so dangerous Shanquita comparison is so dangerous because if I compare my life with where somebody else is or what somebody else is doing then his word Shania is not the standard his word is the standard for how I'm supposed to look his my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit so I'm not going to abuse my body because his word becomes the standard I'm only going to eat come on I'm going to eat the right way I'm going to wait what he tells me the way, I'm not going to aspire for anybody else's shape. I'm not going to aspire for how anybody else's look. I'm going, his word becomes the standard. And if his word becomes the standard, then guess what? I know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, right? When I'm overwhelmed with anxiety and anxiety is trying to get me to run to an outcome that is not really there, then his word becomes. The standard, oh my God. When the devil is hot on my trail and trying to tell me something that's not a truth of God, his word becomes the standard. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, right? The word was with God. So when I get up in the morning and I'm making confessions, it's because I'm aligning my life with his word becoming the standard. I don't want anything else to be my truth other than what his word is because his word, thanks Keetra, his word needs to be the standard. His word needs to be, Sharice, the only truth that I lock into when people that are familiar with me, because nobody knows me intimately but God. Woo, come on. When people who are familiar with me um, judge me based on what they think they see, his word becomes the standard. When the enemy is in my bed, y'all ain't going to talk to me this morning. When the enemy is in my bed, (laughs) when the enemy is in my house, y'all ain't going to talk to me this morning. Y'all ain't going to do no truth this morning. When the enemy is in my bed, when the enemy is in my house, right? My God, can I tell y'all something? You, I, I, can I say this? I don't want to be offensive, Holy Spirit. You, I'm not saying be hopeful, but you do not have to lie about your marriage if your marriage is not in a good place. You need to seek some help. You need to seek some accountability. You need to, you are not covering your household about lying about where your marriage is. I remember when we were in a really strange place as a matter of fact i had told my husband that i wanted to leave i'm gonna help some of y'all this morning i'm just gonna be honest i had told my husband i wanted to leave and i was still in a season and a place that um um i was fronting like i wanted to put on a full front for others because we were in the word because we were licensed in ministry we would call and i really should have called on some help right um i think we were at about the 10 year mark of our marriage um and it was really heated and it was really hard and he had been really sick and i was seeing a therapist at the same time i just started seeing a therapist and i told my husband i said i really want to go i want to really i really want to go i really want to go i don't want to do this anymore i, I don't want to I don't want to do this. This ain't what I this ain't all that I that I signed up for. Like I'm I don't, i do not want to do this anymore, right? I had to realize and admit and say where I was and put myself in a position of accountability so that he could, so that the Lord, God could help me to overcome. See, I'm not ever getting ready to paint a picture to you. Like I done lived this perfect course or this. Perfect journey, or I'm just sitting around here, kumbaya, at perfect peace. There have been seasons in my life that I've been such a hot mess, right? And so I had to, I had to find an accountability. And it just so happened in that season, mine happened to be my therapist. And I went to her and I said, "Here is where I am. Um, this is how I feel." Now, mind you, too, he was in the last couple of stages of his life. He was about to. Um, We just would find out his liver was in failure right after this. Like, yep, Melisha, this is what it means to be broken and contrite, right? So that God can come in and heal you, Quito. God cannot heal what you won't acknowledge, what you won't deal with. Um, I want you to be positive. I want you to be focused. But the word has got to be a standard. And the word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit will help us in our infirmities and our weaknesses, well, he can't help us in our infirmities and our weaknesses if we build in our lives around lies Woo! right he can't help us in our infirmities and weaknesses if we build in our lives around lies right come on y'all you got like like for real like he can't help us if we super christians pastor mary that we ain't we ain't getting no real help we ain't really talking to the people about where we are or because we in a certain public position or we want favor in the public eye we want the public uh to hand clap us and back slap us right and posting pictures i'm just gonna my story i'm gonna let the truth my story posting posting pictures tori like posting pictures of what seemed to be successful showing up at church and what seemed to be successful but really falling apart so one, I had to bring the truth to the man of God in my house. I told him where I was, but that was really the deepest thing about us. We always provided each other a place of safety to be able to talk, even if we didn't like what he said. So I had to bring the truth to him, and then I had to bring the truth to someone else so that they could help me peel back, um, so that they could help me peel back. Because one of the things I, I wanted to do was I ain't want to be posting you like we good and we ain't good. want to be posting you and sharing you like i like you and i mean like you one of the things i fight hard is not to be hypocritical because i know um that's an integrity and a character issue right and so whatever your truth is if it's your children y'all know i got a son right now going through some things right like i got a son right now going through some things i got a son right now that's in prison It's been hard i trained him up a, in a way he should go. But my public testimony is he too shall overcome. I'm not getting ready to place you in a perspective like my life is lined out in such a way that it's perfect because then the Lord can't show up and be the Lord and his word doesn't become the standard. His grace will never become sufficient if I am fronting, come on for the breakthrough. If I am fronting, if I am pretending, if um if i um if i will not be honest with where i'm really am if um if i um not uh if i'm not honest with where i really am um if i don't really be truthful with the things that i'm struggling with like god can never show up and be god and i am trying to mirror an image of success that looks faithful to people instead of letting the word come on. Um, the word becomes a standard. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna give you something. And so every day I show up. Um, uh, every day I show up. It's not, um, it's not a perfect day, but I say what <laughs> I say what I want to see happen in my life, with still recognizing. Come on, y'all. The truth, right? Isaiah fifty nine and nineteen. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight. Come on, y'all! For he gonna try to come in like a rushing. He tries to come in like a rushing, rushing stream. Like he's gonna come in as a rushing stream. So when the when you fear the name of the Lord, like when you fear the name of the Lord and His glory and His rising. The Lord will rush in for you. The Lord will deal with your enemy. So we fear the Lord. The enemy will come in like a flood, but the spirit of the Lord will rush in and become the standard. Like, so when I say, so when I say, when I say the word of God is the standard, like when I say the word of God is the standard, I'm not, not acknowledged. We don't want a false sense of positivity. I hate that. Like I hate a false sense of positivity and you can usually tell it. Like I could tell it, my discernment kicks off when I'm dealing with somebody who's just telling me what they think they need to, that I need to hear for the sake of wanting to be, I guess, super happy Christian. I don't know. Like, I don't have it together all the day. I just choose joy, right? Like, so my marriage was in a place where it was falling apart. My marriage was in a place where it looked like it was falling apart. My marriage was in a place um, where I I did not want to be there. Um, My marriage was in a place where we were dealing with medical crisis and financial crisis. Um, I was just in this position in this place. And I had to become real, real about where I was and have somebody hold me accountable to the truth, right? Um, To the truth of where God, it it does you no good to pretend you, like, and this is how we do, false sense of positivity. Um, Somebody asked, you you know you in a bad place. Somebody asks you how you are. And you come, you you know, you're not good, and you'll say, I'm struggling, but then you go into all this other stuff because you are uncomfortable with being weak. You are uncomfortable with being vulnerable. Vulnerability and transparency is not telling it like it is. Vulnerability really has to do with being open to attacks. Right? Vulnerability really has to do with. Vulnerability really has to do with being open, being susceptible, right? Transparency is I bring everything to the table to you. I bring everything to the table. This is where my life is. You can inspect it, right? This is where I am. Vulnerability really means I'm susceptible to an attack, right? When I'm truly vulnerable, I can bring you my truth and then I can wait on you. Um, If you my covenant partner or my accountability partner, I open myself up for you to speak into my life. I open myself up for you to lay me before the Lord. Like, vulnerability just looks different from us just telling you like it is. That's not vulnerability. That's not that vulnerability means I open myself up. I open myself up for um the truth. I open myself up before you and tell you here is where I'm struggling. I open myself up and tell you this is where i'm at so then the word of god turns in quita and becomes the standard (laughs) the word of god comes in and becomes the standard so i'm also gonna not be accountable to somebody and i i'm gonna talk about me on the other end i provide a place of transparency i provide a vulnerable space i provide a space free of judgment i provide a space where you can come and really talk. Can I give y'all some women for a second? Can I give y'all this? And then we're going to get out. I got one more scripture to give. Can I give you this? If you ever, 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 ever want to win in your marriage. I was talking to my boys about this last night, about how men are not a provided a place to really truly be expressed to express themselves. My goal is to raise this next generation of kids I have to be emotionally healthy men. That is what I'm doing with my son. Um, I'm I'm raising them so that they're emotionally healthy. I'm raising them so that they express themselves in the house. And I told them last night, I said, you look for a wife that will allow you to be able to express your emotions and feelings. You do not always have to be strong. You do not always have to have the right answer. You do not. I said, you look for a woman that will provide a place that you can lay your head in her lap. You look for that. One of the things that... Your dad and I did well, even when I was wrong, was allowing some freedom and place for us to be able to speak. If you ever, 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 ever want to see your husband do something, provide a place for him where he can truly express himself, provide a place for him where he can be weak and you don't mother him. He does not want to be mothered. You're not his mother. He wants to be comforted. You are not there to groom him. You are not there to grow him up. God completes him. The reason Delilah was able to get Samson's secrets was because she provided such an atmosphere that Samson knew he could be vulnerable. Um, Samson knew that he could bring her his secrets. Why? Because she provided... Even though somebody can say, well, it was seduction, you can call it whatever it was. You can call it seduction. You can say she seduced him. You can say whatever. But she provided such a level of comfort that this man would bear all his secrets because he he knew for a fact that she, she was not going. I mean, he just knew if you ever really want to transform, what happens with your husband is if you will extend him grace. If you will open up the door and stop running your mouth, I'm talking about this is what I had to learn how to do. This is what I had to learn how to do because I always had an opinion. Um, I thought I was placed in his life to teach, groom, and grow him, but he would really teach, groom, and grow me. And my husband was not, my late husband was not degreed. My late husband didn't have a whole lot of money, but he would really teach and groom and grow me. Come on, I don't know why we went in this direction, but the Lord does. And so I had to grow into maturity to stop always having an opinion, stop always having something to say and to really become a good listener. His last 2 years of my life were our strongest marriage. One because I recognized where I was weak, two I sought out help. Um three, the word of God had to become the standard for my marriage. I had to properly learn how to cover my husband in prayer. He had to properly learn how to cover me in prayer. And I remember one day we were um sitting and talking and I said to him, I said You did not, come on, you did not ask to be sick, right? I said, you did not ask to be sick. And he started bawling. And he said, thank you for that. Because nobody has ever recognized that I did not want to live this way. So you're giving me this today. And this is going, and he bawled and I just held him. He bawled and I held him. Like I didn't try to soothe him. He bawled and I held him like I just held him close and I held him tight and I just loved him in the space um, that he was in. And then he was able to do some healing so that when he made his transition to be with Jesus, I can't even remember. He died when we were about 12 and a half years married. I cannot even remember the time before the last two and a half years because the last two and a half years were so glorious. I can't remember it. I can't remember because the Lord was maturing me in the Word. Because the Word of God was becoming um the standard. The Word of God was becoming the truth, and because we had made a decision—remember, we in Philippians three thirteen—to put whatever be, had happened before behind us. Woo! That we had made a decision to put whatever happened before behind us to live in the very presence of where we are, so that we can move forward. Into what God has called us to be—that's some—that's some tea for you. To, there's some tea for you to sip on. So, it, the, okay, Holy Spirit told me stop. That's it. That's it. That's it for today. Woo! That's it for today. That's it. I hope you chew on that. I hope you minister on that. I hope you eat on that. That's it. I'm not gonna go beyond God today. I don't want to try to stuff you full. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot to. That's a lot to eat on. <laughs> that's a lot to eat on and so here's the thing that i'm gonna tell anybody who has been living lower than the standard right if you have been living lower than the standard right guess what it starts with the repent it also starts with the forgiveness don't rush into this though don't don't rush into this because sometimes can i say this teresa can i say this um sometimes we're the problem and if you're not self-aware and i'm just telling you been Doing this ministry thing for a long time, my background is sociology, mentoring people, all this other stuff. Most people are not self-aware that they're the problem. Most people don't recognize that they're the issue. One of my my big I'm gonna call her my big sister in Christ came to me the other day and she said, "I need you to find balance in all of this." She said because I was so sold out on church, sold out on ministry that it was ruining my family. Um, It was ruining my marriage. It was hurting and damaging my kids. So make sure that in the middle of this that you find you find boo that you find balance in this that you find that you find balance in this right that you make sure you are balanced in the things of the Lord and not so no you know the quote says so heavenly minded that you don't become so earthly good you don't know no well, you not no earthly good you so heavenly minded that you not no earthly good and I was like, this is so real, right? This is so real. I've had to learn that even in dating, like people don't want the preacher showing up when I'm dating. <laughs> you, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody coming to date me and I'm about to give him a sermon. When somebody date me, they want to feel like a man on a date. I had to learn this. I didn't, I didn't get this, right? So I date me, they want to get to know the woman, Lakeisha. They don't want to know... Uh, LMJ, LMJ is who preaches, Lakeisha is who lives, right, nobody want nobody getting no sermon, nobody want me, nobody want me sitting up talking about my kids, nobody want, want me all up in my lay husband, so I had to learn, I'm learning still, that the woman has to come forward, because a man is looking for the woman, he's not looking for the preacher, right, Ooh, I'm not his, I'm not gonna be his pastor, Mary Davis, that's not what he's called to do, I'm just being for real, y'all, I had to learn it, that's called balance, right, be sitting up here, just missing out on opportunities because you're at the table, you know, She, you taking your prayer cloth in the car with you because <laughs> you can't listen to no old school Barbie. I'm sorry. Come on. I need to pray something. I want to drive out the spirit of jealousy um, right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we drive out the spirit of jealousy. We cancel the assignment of jealousy against the body of Christ. We cancel the assignment of jealousy in our homes, open up the eyes of our understanding so that we possess what you placed inside of us, so we never have to be jealous of, again, Father God, I thank you for giving everyone connected to this devotional this morning a second wind, blow on your people today, Lord God, let them see and experience a new measure of strength, Father God, in Jesus name, amen, and balance, let me say this, Balance don't mean I go all the way carnal. That's not what balance is saying. I'm still living by the spirit, but learning to enjoy life and the good things that God called us to do. Hey, two things. I need you to do me two favors. Do me two favors. Um, one, if the Lord places it on your heart to partner with this ministry, you can cash app us dollar sign lmj-m-i-n-i-s-t-r-y. Or you can go to the website and find all the ways to give all the information to give on the website, how to sew, how to sew in my life. All that stuff is in the website. Two, don't forget we are sponsoring a mom with two kids. We need five T-clothes, four T-clothes. I sent out that information. Um, If you want that information you want us to help sponsor or if you're going to help sponsor the kids, Put Christmas in the tagline. We want to bless this mother. The only thing she asked for herself was a 3X coat. So see it, pay attention to it, get involved. This is our family we're taking care of. And we need hats and gloves and blankets for the homeless as well. So if you want to donate those things, you can also send those things to P.O. Box 4186 Little Rock, Arkansas 7214. I love you. God loves you. Last thing, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your new beginning. I tell y'all all the time I did not get saved until I was 27. Listen, I got saved at 27, accepted my call into the ministry, preached my first sermon in March, was married in July. You cannot tell me what God won't do when you honor God, um, when you make him your first when you see all in all in a few in, in a few months, February, baptized, accepted my call in February, March preached my first sermon. Um, April, my husband was revealed. July, we were married, and it happened until death do us part. So you can't tell me what God can't do. He can't flip the script. So I want you to repeat after me. If you want this Jesus and you've never had him, or say you just want a fresh start today, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, um, hmm, I'm asking you to come into my life, to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email info at justbeinglmj.com. And what we're going to turn around and do is we're going to send you some resources and some materials. All right. Um, Again, lmjministries.org. You can connect to us back in the morning, 6 a.m., 6 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning. Invite a friend. Um, We're going to help each other get through this thing called life. I love you so much. Masa, I don't know yet. We got a price one for Masa. So I'll find out and I'll message you myself for the coat. I love y'all so much. God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Um, In Jesus name, amen. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my God.